I'm McKinney Smith. After going through a divorce, my sister passing away, experiencing narcissistic abuse, and some significant health scares, I realized through sharing my story that I wasn't alone in my suffering. Suffering, subjective distress generated by the experience of being out of balance. In a deep dive to holistically heal mind, body, and soul is where I discovered peace, clarity, and connection. It is impossible to be truly wise without some real-life hardship, and we cannot develop post-traumatic wisdom without making it through, and most importantly, through it together. Social connection builds resilience, and resilience helps create post-traumatic wisdom, and that wisdom leads to hope. Hope for you and others witnessing and participating in your healing, and hope for your community. A healthy community is a healing community, and a healing community is full of hope because it has seen its own people weather, survive, and thrive. Thank you for joining us on the Heal Her podcast, H-E-A-L, Honor, Elevate, and Love Her podcast formerly known as the Iwaka My Stilettos podcast, the top 1.5% most popular show globally, where we have conversations with extraordinary women on their journey towards wholeness and harmony. And since you're already here, you may as well subscribe. As a certified mindset coach guiding women towards peace, clarity, and connection within, supporting the direction of the system toward wholeness, my goal here is to help you thrive. With seven kids between the two of them, Kat and Nat know just how lonely and isolating motherhood can be. So they set out on a mission to bring women and moms together by hosting dinner parties and events with wine and without babies. The events garnered huge success in Toronto and were talked about all over, leading Kat and Nat to take things to the next level and break into the online world to reach more people everywhere. Kat and Nat's rapidly exploding community of like-minded moms tune in every day to watch them rewrite the paradigm of the perfect mom with honesty and humor. Kat and Nat's rapidly exploding community of like-minded moms tune in every day to watch them rewrite the paradigm of the perfect mom with honesty and humor. Kat and Nat dismantle the unrealistic portrayals of motherhood that are often presented throughout social and traditional media. Through their virally famous hashtag mom truths videos, which have garnered hundreds of millions of views, their Facebook lives and Instagram stories, their best-selling book and iHeartRadio award nominated podcast, Cat and Nat Unfiltered, Cat and Nat share everything moms think about but are too afraid to talk about. So over the past few years, Cat and Nat have taken their hashtag truth moms on the road performing over a hundred live shows across North America. They've been seen on Good Morning America, HuffPost, ET Canada, Today, and much more. So please welcome to the show, Kat and Nat. Thank you for oh having us. I think we have to rewrite that. Yeah, yeah. It should be like two sentences. Yeah, we're gonna I mean, rewrite, that's like, what are you showing off yeah, or something? That's too you know long. what I mean? Yeah, no, we're going to rewrite that later. <laughs> I think today going to become like Cat Nat. Just go, just go find them. Two ladies. Yeah, I don't know what they do. Yeah. I literally am like, we're changing that. I love it. I love it. Usually when I'm like introducing someone, their bio, they're either like, oh, wow, that's me. And I'm like, yeah, that's all you. Or it's like, oh, wow, that that's a lot. Yeah. It's either one or the other. Yeah, we're done with that one. It's time to change that. Yeah. 
Yeah, it sort of, sort of seems like it makes it seem like we're like these oh like these overachievers who do a lot of yeah, work, no, and that not. does not no. really that yeah. doesn't make it. We're writing <laughs> books, we should take that out. Yeah, we don't even have our podcast. So yeah, no, it's gonna. Be, thank you for reading that. Now we can rewrite it. I appreciate that we haven't heard that one in a while. This is like homework today. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. You're welcome. You know, part of starting 2023 is like looking at my brand assets and what needs to be redone and what's staying and what's Gosh. going and compromise and yeah. It's a really good. That's really good. We, we're we're gonna do that. Yeah, now. thank you for inspiring us to change everything about our brand. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> so, what I love about your brand is I had heard about you guys. Actually, I did a consultation with a marketing person, and they're like, "Do you know about Cat and Nat?" And I was like, "No." And they're like, "Yeah, you should look them up. You would actually really love them." And I went to your Instagram. I watched some of your reels. I was like, "Oh yeah, I love them. They're my people." <laughs> Oh, yeah. Wow. I can't believe we were in a marketing meeting, too. You're blowing my mind today. (laughs) Yeah, I guess because your brand is really about authenticity and not filtering life and showing the real side of it, because social media can be... you know, like I said in your bio, any form of media, but social media, especially where people are only sharing their highlight reels. And then people feel this sense of loneliness and isolation when they're going through their stuff because they're not seeing other people talk about it. They're not seeing other people, you know, show certain parts of that life. So whenever I see women that are doing that, I'm like, yeah, you're definitely my peoples because life can be hard. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It can be. Yes. It is hard, you know? Yeah. And you know, when, when the two of us uh, first had babies, there wasn't even really social media. And, and even now, like some of the, like the celebrity moms or women are showing a little bit more of themselves on social media, but all we had to base what it was like to be in a woman and a mom was like people on TV or, or Pinterest or like, you know, our moms who were her, to be honest, like uh, my mom and her friends weren't sharing like the the real truths about what it was like. Like I'll never yeah. forget my when my friends started having babies and they started struggling with infertility and having miscarriages. And I remember my mom saying to me, "Nobody had miscarriages when me and my friends were getting pregnant." And I was like, "Okay, mom." And she's really, you know, she wouldn't argue with me, and she's open minded. And I said, "You know, did you ever think that everyone just wasn't talking about it?" But of yeah. course, it was happening. So everywhere we turned, there really wasn't a place where people were being honest about the feelings, all the feelings that come along with being you know, even a wife, a mother and a woman. So, um, now at least social media still, they portrays the highlight reel, but you know, because we try to go follow people that make us <laughs> feel normal and real, there are, there are people out there who are sharing it. So we just try to put it out there to encourage other people to be honest about what's going on. I love it. I love it. Okay. So let's give the listeners a Coles notes version of your story. And you guys are like best friends. So how did this entire brand come to be? Okay, so first I have to tell you the funniest thing. You know how you say Cole's Notes because you're Canadian? <laughs> yes, I thought Canadian. Cole's Notes was like, I thought Universal. everyone knew what it was. And the, these Americans are like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like Cole's Notes is like, it was like, it was like the cheating way of reading any book at school. <laughs> and I guess they call it Cliff Notes. I don't even yes. know if they have books they didn't know, but I don't know. Canadians, we have somehow we have figured out how to like cheat in school <laughs> and we need some Cole's Notes. Yeah. It's like now it's audiobooks. Yes. But, oh, it's so funny you said that because we were just like having this conversation. You know, it's so funny. We, we started, we've evolved in this brand so much, but we did meet in high school and we were kind of the people who were not the best at school and were sort of the ones who were 
zigging and zagging when everyone else was on a different path than us. And I think we just connected over a kind of authentic behavior, which was we did not fit in in high school and we were safest outside of high school doing naughty mm-hmm. things, skipping school. And I think that, you know, it kind of laid the foundation of the story for of who we are today, because when you are going against the grain, when you're 14, 15, 16, and really not fitting into that mold, you have to gain, you get your confidence pretty early. And I think it's like, you know, we, we, we didn't know at that point that those hard times would be so important to our story now, because I think there's just a different trust in having babies and having this life that is seemingly perfect. And, you know, we got through that hard time and we reunited thinking motherhood would be so different and it, and it wasn't. And our story just kind of evolved out of the friendship and, and sharing what we're talking about right now. And then from motherhood, came a friendship that a lot of people look to now. So when you're talking about all the motherhood stuff, I'm like, that was, and now it's even evolved more into what we are today, which is, I think a lot of people look at us for joy and inspiration of fun in life, not just about the hard, which I think might be one of our more prouder moments Mm -hmm. is that if we can bring joy to people, someone once told us joy is a really vulnerable thing that a lot Mm -hmm. of people can't experience it because it's vulnerable. It's vulnerability to let go and laugh. And And you feel like, and a lot of women feel like they don't deserve that right. And I'll I'll never forget. I have a, I have one child. Actually, now I have two, but I have one who like belly laughs. Like he lets go and laughs at. We were at like a play or something, and he was giggling the whole time, so out loud. And the people were turning around, looking at him, and he wasn't self conscious because they didn't know why he was looking at him. And they're like, that is just so joyful to hear someone laugh because so often we say, LOL, or we stifle how we're feeling. Or we say, that's funny. That's funny, Mm -hmm. but we don't actually laugh. And so (laughs) I think that part of our history, the way that we can find joy is because we have so much experience with like, uh, quote unquote, failing the traditional like way that we were supposed to do it. Like, you know, when we were in school, I wanted to be that person in school who understood that was going on and could sit through a class for an hour. But it wasn't and neither was cat and so we found each other outside so we quote we did we failed out of school and then being these moms that we thought was supposed to be so perfect we and we failed out of that, that. We failed that so it's like now we're like you can't get us down like yeah. we've are we, we have we, we have, failed everything, we failed everything. <laughs> like we're more surprised when we succeed at something so so we don't yeah we don't let it we don't let it a tear uh, tear us apart when we what someone would call fail at something because that experience has led us to a place where we're like, you know, and we might not do it traditionally, but we, we know that we have, we have space and we have the right to have fun no matter what, what happens. So much in what you guys just said there. So first of all, I had a, I had a guest on uh, previously that um, her thing was she failed her way to success. She just kept talking about, you know, people are afraid to fail. They're afraid to take that step and believe in themselves because you know, they don't, they don't want to have to deal with what people will say or, um, you know, what people will think of them. But she's like, everything that she's ever done, she's failed her way through. And that's how she was able to find success. But there were so many other important points about what you guys just said when you were giving your, your cliff notes um, mm-hmm. about your life. Like one, you guys started out in high school as people who didn't necessarily fit into the traditional. And I really don't like that term, like normal or traditional, because mm-hmm. what is that really, right? And especially as women, We've come to this point where we've seen different types of mothers, different types of women, different types of children. It's all different. It doesn't have to fit into one mold. There's no, I feel like there's no, and if there there is, then I don't know how authentic it is, but like no book on 
how to be the perfect mother or how to be, you know, the perfect woman or whatever. Like we're all different. You have to so, have perfect children in order for that to happen. And they, <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, exactly. you're never going to be perfect. You don't have children and you'll be the perfect mother. That would be, <laughs> that's, your, that's, exactly that's your success right. right there. Just don't have kids. Exactly. <laughs> so I love how you just being your authentic selves and recognize you don't fit into the traditional mold, but when you were being your authentic self, you attracted each other. Like the more that we are our authentic selves, we attract people who are more like us and repel those who are not. So I think that's important for the women that are listening, because I feel like even in our forties, I'm not sure how old you ladies are, but I know that at this age, I still hear women that are uncomfortable with being different or not being like everyone else. And it's important to understand that we're not all supposed to be the same. That would um, be very, very uninteresting life that if would we were be all like, the same. What, isn't there a show about that? And they're all like, you know, they're all the same. And there's like, they all wear bonnets or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, they're all the same. It's a movie. It's a TV show. They're all like, they're all in bonnets and they all, I don't know. Handmaid's Tale? Yeah. They're all that. It would be that. that I never saw that. Me but. neither. But I feel like that's what we, would be weird. It would be yeah. weird. It would be really boring. Uh, I love that. And then I also love what you said about your son, just expressing that joy. Because I think that naturally we we project our insecurities and often our inner insecurities from our childhood wounds or childhood traumas or whatever. We judge people and hopefully us three don't, um, but pe- people, people are judged based on them just being free and being themselves and other people who are afraid to be free will judge that, you know, they may see someone dancing freely and just enjoying life and they're judging them dancing because inside they are afraid to be yes. themselves. You know so who right. the most authentic people are in life? <laughs> the most authentic people are toddlers. Like there is mm. no one more authentic than a toddler because they literally give zero zero <laughs> about anything. And yes. they're proud of who they are. Not just proud. They are like, look at me. Yeah. And then we shame them we do. into being something that they should not be. And yeah. It is quite remarkable that we don't, we're not born this way. Yes. We're not born shameful. We, well, and, we learn shameful. And I, I remember like, I remember um, when I do things like, um, I just remember so often in those like early teen years and it would still happen to this day. It's when people, it's when people become so self-aware of like what's cool and what's normal. And I remember when I would sort of like let myself out, my natural self out, people would always be like, you're being so weird. Why are you weird? And I definitely would be like, stop doing that. You know, stop doing that because people think it's weird. Just be cool. Be calm. Like just, you know, just, you know, like hang. And so I would stop doing it. And now I'm like, when anybody calls anybody weird, I'm like, that is, I didn't realize at the time it's such a compliment. It means that you're not acting like everybody else. So I tell our, our kids that all the time. Like when you're being a weirdo, as long as you're not being like a creepy weirdo or <laughs> like, annoying or annoying, it's like a fine line here. But like a weirdo is doing, a, when someone says you're just doing something weird, it's you're doing something out of the normal and that, and you should be, that makes you interesting. Yes. And I, I love what you said about the um, like toddlers being like the most authentic. So one of the typical questions that I ask most of my guests at the beginning is like, what were they like as a child and who did they want to be? Because oftentimes society or our family unintentionally will 
limit us because they're the ones that have imposed a lot of those limiting beliefs on us because you go to do something and they tell you don't do that or you can't do that so you start to believe that these are things that you you know this box that you need to stay within so it's beautiful to look at toddlers and see like you said them giving zero f's and doing whatever they want like we have toddlers around here all the time because our friends have small kids or my daughter's friends have small kids. So they're here and you just see like, they don't care. Nope. <laughs> they, don't, they, they just want to be naked and feel the music. And so <laughs> I think that if you, this is a lot deeper than anybody needs to hear, but if you look at like the school system and if you look at what we've set up to, to measure kids against, like they, they begin to learn, Oh, I have to do this in order to be good at something. I have to, you know, like achievement becomes like such a big part of our society is like, if I achieve, I'm good. If I don't achieve, I'm bad. And I think that when you begin to like, when you're underachievers, I don't actually think we're underachievers. I just don't think we were really good at a lot. So it taught us to kind of have to ping pong around to find. And not good at a lot of like, I think we're good at a lot lot, of things and always have been traditional, but not as yeah, not like the science art, ballet, like those kind of things we didn't fit into. And your whole life is, is your whole childhood life is that's where you get your validation. And you're watching all these other parents and adults praising award everyone around you for scholarships. Like you're like, Oh my God, you know, and even now we have, we know people whose kids are going to university and they're like, they got us, they got in early acceptance with honor roll and everyone's like, like, Oh my God. And, and you know, I really tell my kids university means nothing because you could graduate and it does, you're not walking out with a job, babe. Like, so like, stop thinking that that's not your end goal. Spending a lot of money for four years. I hope, I hope you come out knowing what you want to do. Like, so it's just buying you time in my opinion, like learn how to live alone and like make KD on your own. Like really like, you know, so I think that (laughs) as parents really, it's, it's not just society. We, we can really change things if we, if we want to celebrate people versus like, achievement and success, I think we can change so much. Absolutely. I agree with you both 1000%. I am that mom that, yes, I believe that education is important, but I don't, I'm going to say force the traditional learning pattern. You know, we've got, well, just in this household alone, you've got kids with ADHD, kids with like all these different things, Mm -hmm. different ways of learning. So they may not excel at memorizing what the traditional school wants you to memorize to grade you on what you remembered in that very moment, but they excel in other areas. They're super creative. They can do all of these amazing things. Like, exactly. Yeah. And and there's no grade for your creativity and your brain and your ideas, which is so sad because there should be, because that's a job that pays a lot of money for ideas. That's like, oh, no one can Google an idea. That's what I try to tell my kids, right? You can Google math, you can Google science, but you can't Google how to make amazing creative ideas. Yeah, and on, and a lot of uh, companies and stuff are looking for personalities and being competent and not so much what they're trained in. I mean, I know that for most of the people that Kat and I have hired, we are like, you're an amazing person. You're super open to learning. You're resilient. You're resilient. You're clever. You're a hustler. Like you, 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 you'll work no matter what. And I really like you. So we'll train you for this job. And, you know, we sometimes we end up with people who don't know what's going on, but that's our preference. They figure it out. Yeah. And that, um, and that I, we hear a lot of, you know, bosses, that's what they're looking for people. Yeah. And 
you know, insecurities and confidence and like all of that is, is fixable, but it's not something that you can just wake up and wish your way to. Like, I think there's a lot of like rhetoric, it's a big word, Whoa. um, that or rhetoric. I don't know which one rhetoric, <laughs> rhetoric, there's that a, mean? like rhetoric, like conversation, mm. right. About just be confident, love yourself, oh, yeah. do this, like just be this way. And I think that that's, that's not helpful because we're just failing that, that constantly. Mm-hmm. If we don't feel that way, it's really, how you, do you get there? You really have to, um, you know, practice and you really mm-hmm. have to uh, work on putting yourself in situations and catch yourself when you're, when you're in that mindset of like, Oh, I'm not good enough. I can't do that. And like combat it because I think that it's so easy to, to, to try to self love ourselves. Mm-hmm. You'll self love yourself to death and you'll fail at it. Mm-hmm. So really um, I think it's just constantly evolving and changing and learning. And um, I think we just compare so much and we don't need to because fuck it. I mean, it really is exhaust. I'm mean, so exhausted. And we're all, people. and we're all a work in, pro- in progress. Like when I was younger, I wasn't the toddler that was, you know, really dancing out there. I was like, nobody was making me shy, but I was just really shy. And people would always be, don't be so shy. Don't be so nervous. Mm-hmm. Why are you so shy? And I I'm didn't like, talk at my wedding. I did not talk. <laughs> I did not give a speech. I did not talk. I did not look at people. Like I didn't even want to say my vows in front of people. Like they mm-hmm. were nervous. I was going to make it down the aisle. And now we can be in a theater of 2000 people and, and ho- host a show for two hours. Like, and things not, things just get easier. The more you, you overcome practice. them, but you can't tell someone be confident. Yeah. You can't tell somebody don't be nervous. You know, you just, you have to go through it to earn it. And I will say one thing from social media, cause that's where you found us. Most people, which is so sad, are afraid to post or be themselves because their family's watching. And they're so afraid to be who they are because of their families. And I'm like, that may be the saddest thing I've ever heard in my life that you don't want your parents or your in-laws or your brother's wife to know that who you are. I'm like, forget the trolls. Like, you know, be who you are to your, to your, to your family because that's where your that's where your biggest hangups are. So I, if you are a, an an entrepreneur, you know, don't be ashamed of who you are in this world to your family because we know most people don't post because they're they think that their families are going to watch and see. Yeah, I, like oh goodness, I, to give an example to that, I had a woman who shared her story on the podcast, talked about her healing journey, her evolution, and it was such a beautiful conversation. But because her social media is very uh, quote unquote, you know, strictly business. She said she didn't want her family to know those details about her life. So she didn't want to like share it mm-hmm. to her platform for them to, she had no problem with the rest of the world knowing her story, but didn't want her family to know. And I was like, wow, okay. You know, mm-hmm. everyone's evolving at their, their own pace. We got to accept mm-hmm. people where they are. But I, I was shocked at someone being afraid to be their true selves in front of their family. That's most. Yeah. Which yeah, is I, devastating. It is devastating. But I have to say for anyone who's listening, saying that they feel that way, I only know what it's like to have a family that I have who is very open-minded and, you know, we're from not, again, the 
stupid word traditional, not from traditional families, and they're open to this. I don't know what it's like to come from a, a, a like a, or a different culture where all these these things really matter and that you can shame your family and all that. So I don't know what that's like. I mean, you really want to get to a place where your family can know you for you, but I, I can only speak from what it's like to have my family. Mm-hmm. And you guys spoke to like the confidence piece where I strongly believe that for a lot of us who are afraid to do certain things, it's the more that you practice something, the more that you do it, you build your confidence in it. Like your confidence builds your confidence. So mm-hmm. you talk about being afraid to say your vows at your wedding or, you know, being really shy and then now being able to speak in front of so many people because you've evolved to that point. You've done it so many times that you're now comfortable. We don't automatically know how to swim or walk or ride a bike. It's the evolution, the learning, and then doing it over and over and over again to be great at it. Yeah. It's true. And you know, that's what we're trying to um, teach our kids now, but it is so often that we will see, you know, gr- people our age or grown women or men who somehow they didn't get that piece of information. And now at this age, they're, they're realizing I can't just wake up and be these things. I have to go through the steps to, to earn it and get it. Absolutely. Okay. So what, what has motherhood taught you both? You that you know, nothing. <laughs> honest to God, motherhood is, um, you know, really forever co- constant, amazing. And, you know, I think that you're not supposed to know everything and, you, and you're supposed to grow with them. You're not supposed to know more than them or, or know better than them because you're trying to launch a person, not launch a, a prototype. Yeah. So I think that, you know, you have to parent each kid differently and you have to know your kids differently. And, you know, it's like a really good example, I think. And tell me if I'm wrong. I have two children. They're both really, actually, I have three children. <laughs> All three are are correction are really are a really strong athlete. One could be at the top level of what she wants to do, has zero interest in doing that. So mm-hmm. I don't push her, I don't give her feedback, I don't I'm like, you don't want to go, don't go. Like, you know, it's your life, not mine, boo. You do what you want to do. Yeah. I have another one who really desperately wants to be at the highest level constantly. So it, the way I am like, do you want feedback right now? Are you cool? And he's like, no, I want to know. I want to know. And I'm like, all right, let's go. So I could, you know, so it's like, I, I don't tell her anything because I'm not going to get in the car. I'm like, you really screwed that play up. She doesn't care. So yeah. why do I care? I don't care. Yeah, you yeah. could be better. I don't care. You don't want to be better. I'm not be playing. Yeah. Him, you want to be better? Fine. I'll help you get better. So it's, and the little one just thinks she's fabulous and doesn't need any help anyway. So it's <laughs> like this. You can't do the same thing to each of them because they're two individual people. And I think we sometimes want to paint them all like this is how it's done. And I think that's the hardest thing about motherhood is like nothing's fair, but they all get what they need. And like you need a new pair of shoes today. I'm not getting you a pair because you don't need one. But they're like, but that's not fair. I'm like, yeah, life's not fair. You don't need one. That's life. And, you know, for motherhood, like when you say, like, what's the biggest thing you learned from motherhood? To be honest, I look at myself and other women is what I, I feel like I've learned more than anything is that I thought being there would be a way to be a mom. Like mm-hmm. when we were talking about in the beginning, there's just like good moms and bad moms. And I feel like it has um, it has broadened my mind to know that there can be 
everyone can be a good mom, but we all are doing, we all can do it differently and you don't need to compare. We're all just figuring it out. We and love everyone's our kids. going to have trauma. And everyone's going to have trauma. But it also, honestly, it gave me confidence as a person because as a mom, I feel like because there's so many different types, there's not one standard to live up to, which gave me like, it's sort of like, oh, I don't have to be, there's no actual, you know, prototype of a mom that I have to live up to because I have tons of like all my friends, they do it all differently, but I think they're all doing it great. So I can say, I have confidence that I'm doing, I'm a good mom too, because I'm doing the best I know how. So and you'll just, find what you want, just so you know, you'll, you'll resonate with like, you'll find experts that resonate with you. Like, you know, there's a million experts, you'll find the things that resonate with you and mm-hmm. that's what works for you. And then you'll look to other people for little bits, but take the little bits and make them yours. It doesn't have to be the exact bits, you know? It, so it's it like, just, cool. it, it taught me a lot more about myself and people, you know, and, and I actually feel more comfortable as a woman since motherhood, you know, mm. just because I feel like I saw the world differently. And I actually was forced to do it because for the first, like probably maybe the first year of motherhood, I didn't see it quite like that. And then it just cracked open. And then I just felt, I just, I felt more at ease with just being who I am and mm. her, she being how she is. And we can all still support each other, be friends and respect each other. What is a part of motherhood that you wish someone had warned you about? <laughs> I can honestly say for me, because people say this a lot, like, why didn't they warn me? I don't think that there's anything, anybody, I'm talking from like pregnancy to childbirth, this is, and this is my opinion, to being a mom, there's nothing somebody could have said to me to prepare me because I had to experience it to feel it. It's like, it's like nobody could explain to me what it would be like. I had to go through it to understand it. So mm-hmm. I blame nobody for not warning me. Me too. You yeah. know? If there's one thing I would tell my younger self, like if I was to go younger, it would just be like get out of the pressure cooker. Cause I think like the intense pressure is so much when you're a new mom, like it just feels, but I, I don't think I could learn that and just, you know, it's okay. People love your kids as much as you do. Your support network, your, mm. your partner, your mom, like they do it differently, but they love them just as much. And that's so good and healthy to have other people in your circle. And I just hope that moms really realize you're doing a disservice to you and your child when you can't let other people in mm. to help. It mm. really, because your kid needs to okay. learn lots of different people and lots of different things in different ways. And it's, it's healthy. It's better to learn when they're babies than when they're 15 that other people can do. And it. that is something that took us a while. A and time. it was because of our job that actually it forced us to do it. So we do try and tell you know, moms, that would be the one, you know, piece of advice is lean on other people. There's, you know, there, they say it takes a village. People are like, well, I don't have a village, but there, there are people you can make new friends and you can ask for help. And that's totally fine to leave your kid with someone and, else and every if, now and then. If you're blessed with a mom or mother-in-law, like a, a to be, to be close to them, because I mm. think that, you know, having your mom, when you're a mom, I don't know if there's anything closer to like the maternal instinct of like the trust. And, you know, if you are nervous to leave them with people, for me, my mom is like just the safest, coziest, softest place for my kids to land. And I am so thankful that they have that love that's so different than any other relationship. So I'm really thankful for for that. And I recently said to my kids, and I, I hope parents hear this, as I said to them, there's three people in your life 
that want nothing but the best for you and have no expectations or any other judgments in their brain that just want the best for you. And will tell you honestly, like we want nothing from you. It's your mom, your dad and nanny, my mom. And then Max is like, what about Natalie? Yeah. What I, about I, me? I know, I know, yes. <laughs> Natalie wants the best for you, but she's got fucking four other kids that she wants the best for too. So I said, there's three people who are going to move mountains and catch you and, and be honest with you. And like, when you're in doubt, I will tell you, honestly, I will, I will not, I'm not going to fuck with you. I'll tell you honestly the truth. And I think that when you have other people around you who, who they can fall in, in that trust with, you know, it's it's pretty remarkable and we're very lucky to and, have that. And, yeah, and if you don't have a family or it's an aunt or it's a it's a teacher or it's a babysitter, Teachers. like those those can be people too. Yeah, I th- I think community is so important when you're raising your children. So there's a woman I re- I interviewed recently and she said that her issue was she felt that the moms that she saw before she became a mom were not honest about the experience or there were so many things that she wished someone would have told her. Like she's having a very hard time. And then I just think about like my mom, for example, she, you know, I'm a first generation Canadian. Anyone in, you know, that was in the generation before me, everything was kept a secret. They shared Mm -hmm. nothing. They, you know, they put up this front that everything was okay. Whether you were struggling or not, you had no idea. Everything was kept a secret. Their emotions were kept a secret. Everything was kept a secret. And I think what I've learned from that is to not be that way. And I think it makes me more honest with my children. Like you guys were talking before about even just like the difference in children and um, like sharing certain things with them. And I realized I'm not the traditional mom. Um, in the sense where I allow my kids to speak freely. I allow them to be themselves. I'm not trying to make them mini versions of me, or I'm not trying to make them do what I want them to do with their life. It is just finding ways to encourage and push whatever it is that they want. Like what you said before about, you know, having a child like saying, okay, well, you know, if you don't want feedback on this, it's your life to do whatever. I'm like, like I have a son who is 16 and it's very challenging to help him with his homework. He doesn't want my, I, I know nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and at the end of the day, you don't want to do your homework. It's your life. You're the one that's going to have to deal with the consequences. Like I can mm-hmm. guide you, but I can't control you. It is your life. It is not an extension of mine. <laughs> you got to do everything. My daughter's so mad at me that I keep saying this to her. She's like, it's so much easier when I'm a kid. It looks like, tell me what to do. And I'm like, I just, I just need you to know, I don't, it's you, not me. And she's like, God, she's so, she's like, did you read a book or something? And I'm like, I, just, I just want you to realize, why am I telling you what to do? I don't know what to do. You do what and you do. It's, it's great that you do that because I think like, even in the mindset coaching that I do, 90% of these women have a hard time making decisions because they haven't had to. They've mm-hmm. gone their entire life with people making decisions for them, with their your parents or like you know their parents, their partners, society, whatever, telling them what to do, and then they can't make a freaking decision for themselves. Yes, and they're afraid to make a decision because if they make a decision and it's not right, then they're going to beat themselves up about it. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for telling me that. I'm. I was just being lazy because I'm so sick of making decisions. I'm like, when can these children start doing these things for them? I'm so done. I'm done managing your lives. Go. That's yeah. so. That, that feels great. I'm doing a good job. Thanks. You're doing a great job. 
<laughs> okay, so how do you guys find harmony in everything you do? Like, you know, building the brand, being best friends, being wives, being partners, being mothers to your children. It's a lot. It's a lot of titles. How do you find harmony at all? Like, I don't, I don't like to use the word balance because I used to believe that there was such a thing mm-hmm. and now I don't. <laughs> so how oh do you God. find harmony in it all? Oh my gosh, I've never thought about the word. Really? I, I've never thought about the word harmony. It never felt feels like harmony, but uh, we created a job <laughs> where I think leaving for <laughs> portions, like we get to go. And I think that that is why we can still do this. And it's like a regroup. It's fun. You know, it's fun. A lot of the, our day in and day out, we have fun, but like, it's hard to find fun in motherhood sometimes. And I think that that's really important to us. I'm not saying it's important to everybody, but when you get to leave, it's like, it's like, Yes, it looks crazy and hectic, but it fills a part of us that's like that no one else can. And I and I think that that's hard for people to understand. But when we say we leave, we go on tour, we travel, we go away for work. Yeah, we go away for work. But 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 that's so important to our harmony because it's us going away, having fun, but also us being able to step away and be creative alone. Because even when you're inside your own home, you know, we don't go anywhere else to an office. They're still, it's like, they're not here, all those people, but they're they're still invading our thoughts. So to be able to step away, get creative and have fun together, it fuels us to be able to come back with fresh like fresh eyes, fresh, have, we love meeting new people, new personalities, even if it's literally the person who's serving us at a restaurant or the bartender or someone that we mm-hmm. meet backstage who's doing the lighting. Like these people, new people. fuel our, our, you know, our energy and just seeing outside of the bubble that we let, that, that we live in every single day, just trying to get these kids around and being a mom and a wife and all that. So I, I think we also just think daily, like there's not too much, like I, so I don't even look at the calendar until the day of like I'm not someone who I, I really try to stay like in the day and I think that when you don't um like everything's solvable you just figure it okay I'll just like there's no um we don't get caught up on like there's no problem until we're actually in the problem and then you got to fix it like right. or you're dying like you're either dying or you're fixing it I don't know there's not really there's no other options so might as well just fix it or not stressed about it. So yeah. we, let's solve it or die. Like really, those are the two <laughs> options. And if you're dying, well, then you don't even know. So it's done. And too much worrying and overthinking is a waste of energy that could be used somewhere else for a lot more fun. I <laughs> saw a quote once, which is like, worrying is like praying for something you don't want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That is really the epitome of, of yes, that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So like all of those psychology books and all the stuff that I read for the, the work that I do, it's training us the importance of our imagination. Because when, like you said, the, the worrying is, you know, praying for something that you don't want, we don't realize how much of our life we manifest good and bad. You know, if we are in our heads having all these negative thoughts about what could go wrong, you're actually attracting the energy for more things to go wrong, you know? So it's very important to be mindful of what we're focusing on. Did you watch that kicker last night? Sorry, say that again. The kicker in the football game. No. The poor kid kicked the ball five times off the thing because he was in his head and he just, that was his only job. And I was like, 
this is a this is a gift, right? This is a test for you because that's your only job and you fucked it up five times. Well, I yeah. was also I was also thinking when I was I was saying to my kid, like, you know, when you when there's an ad, when someone pulls over at the side of the road and often they say, Don't get out of your car, like stay in your car, don't try not to pull over the side of the road. And then and sometimes people will get hit. And my my son will like, well, if they see the person, then why would they hit them? I'm like and I, you know, and then we start talking about everything. It's like, if you're thinking about something and you're looking at it, you're naturally just going to go towards it. They didn't, yeah. they don't mean to hit those people, but it's, it's like life. The things that you think about the most is exactly where you're going to end up. Yeah. There's actually stats that prove that. Like when you see someone pulled over the side of the road, um, more pe- people are inclined to hit them because yes. you're, yeah, because you're focused on that. Like you said, yeah, there's yeah. actually stats around that. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Which is such a weird thing to comprehend, especially as a kid, but it's kind of like everything in life. Your mind, your body will go where your mind is 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 taking you. That's what I tried to tell them in the car. I'm like, he was thinking he couldn't do it. And then his leg actually did it. I'm like, they should have blindfolded him and he probably would have been able to do it because he wouldn't be able to. I know. You know, I was like, that would have been someone just took some a eye mask and did it. He probably would have done it. It was just he was watching and I was like, oh my and I'll, God. I'll never forget like the first person that I ever remember remember teaching me anything about manifestation. And I, I mean, I must've been like in grade four, but the words that he spoke and he was a coach and it was basketball. It was the first time it was all about visualization. So like before, you know, before you shoot, imagine the ball going in. I'm like, well, how do I have time for that? If I'm in the middle of the game, he's like, okay, well maybe, you know, just when you're doing the free throws, like just imagine it first. And that was the first time that I'd ever like heard that concept. And from then on, it's like, I always just, you, know, you try to think that way. Because that's, you could really, if you can imagine it, then you can make it happen. Absolutely. That sounds like a kid's book, but it's true. (laughs) (laughs) I even visualize my parking spot. I'm like, visualize my parking spot. Oh my gosh. You're so right. And my kids are like, you always get parking. I'm like, because I know it's going to happen. I know. And my husband's always like, uh, he's always like, well, there's not going to be parking close to the door. So he goes really far away. And the kids are always like, he always parks so far away. I'm like, why don't you just go to the front door? Imagine there's going to be a spot like you do. Like there's always people coming and going. There's going to be a spot. Just, just imagine it happens to you. Absolutely. And I think a lot of times when people have those negative thoughts, they become like the self-fulfilling prophecies of what mm-hmm. you don't want. Like you're saying, hey, you automatically just assumes there's not going to be any parking at the front. So you park at the back. You keep parking at the back. So you're not going to get a parking at the and front. And everyone's like, see, see. And I'm like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah, it's see, so true. it's the worst day ever. See, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So tell me, what is your favorite part about what you guys do? Oh, my favorite part is that I get I get to literally wake up every morning, drop off the kids, and come and hang out with her all day. Her job. <laughs> like, and my kids even know that. They're like, you guys are so lucky. You get to do your job. Your job is to have fun with your best friend. Now, I always try to let them know we also work hard, we're consistent, and you know, we, you know, we're this is a business, but I'm like, you're right. That's really lucky. Yeah. Okay. So I guess. Were you guys in like corporate jobs before you were able to get to this point or no? No, No, we've always been kind of like free rangers. We've always been kind of like people who just have always been a little bit like 
unconventional with our jobs too, just like floaters. I, I, I had this female entrepreneur sort of convince me to drop out of my third year of school to join her because she had this startup and I worked for her and I, she's like, just, you know, I was supposed to come back after Christmas to, cause I was going there for the holidays to work for her in New York. And she's like, you know, I don't want to convince you to drop out of school, but like, if you do, you can continue to work for me. You can just stay there. And I was like, okay. And I, was I, just, like, okay. I was like, okay. I was like, okay. I just I learned, that, I learned so much from one watching her not follow any rules and just be like, I can, I can get myself into anywhere. I I can do anything literally with like no reasoning for making it happen. I was like, this lady is crazy, but I learned so much from her. I love that. I love hearing that because especially for, you know, people who are listening that may be stuck in a conventional job and feel like you can't go after your dreams or you can't create the life that you want doing what you enjoy. I've been a full-time entrepreneur since 2009. And people that I know that are in these nine to fives that are around me, they don't, some of them probably don't even understand how I make money. (laughs) Like they don't understand what I do all day, but you mentioned, you know, being consistent and still working and doing all those things, but you don't have to follow that conventional route. So I I love that you mentioned that. Mm -hmm. uh, Thank goodness. I guarantee our children will like our the, ch- the younger generation will be so unconventional that people will because there's not jobs like there used to be right like they mm-hmm. have to be unconventional this is what we have to teach them because no longer are there a million jobs waiting for you to be a lawyer a doctor a reception like that's not existent anymore so mm-hmm. i think that we're ahead of like we're ahead of what they can do and it what they can do is might not even be uh what's made yet so mm-hmm. that's what's so cool is is teaching these mindsets that are like, you know, flexible because then they, I can't tell you what your job really might not even be here. Our job wasn't here. No, there was, yeah. just, so, there was, there was a void. It's like, find, find, find a void or a problem that no one's fixing and go to those people who need that to be fixed and get them to pay you for you to come up with the there, solutions. There wasn't, even, what it is. there wasn't even video when we started. Literally websites did not have video capability when we started 10 years ago. Like that yeah. is mind blowing. And that's all we did was video. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, don't put your eggs all in one basket. School's not going to, school's not going to teach you what's coming. And you don't have to decide now grade three. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like I, I strongly believe some things are taught and some things are caught. And I think the beauty of us being entrepreneurs and our kids growing up, seeing us create the life that we want teaches them that they don't have to, you know, be on that hamster wheel. They don't have to fit into that box. And like you said, there we're helping shift the mindset, the paradigm of the next generation. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how old your um, eldest kids are, but like my eldest is turning 25 next week. And she, after high school decided she's going to be an entrepreneur too. So she's a tattoo artist. She also does um, like custom shoes, but she does stuff. Like she has multiple streams of income of her own through her own creativity. Uh My middle child, right? My middle child, she's 21. She's a social media influencer. So it's like, it's showing them that they don't have to fit within this box and go get a nine to five and go clock in. And like, I've always said I'm unemployable. Like in the beginning, I said I was unemployable because my name, I couldn't get a job. They wouldn't hire me, McKinney. They're like, yeah, no. And then when I became an entrepreneur, I was like, yeah, I never want to work for anyone again. <laughs> like, 
Yeah. No, I can't imagine. I can't. I mean, when you, when you get a taste of working for yourself, the idea of having to go and work in that traditional world, even though like, you work more often, yes, right? You work more, Absolutely. but it's, still <laughs> it's like, it's just, you can't imagine it. Wow. Okay. So before we go to the final segment of the show, I want you to tell people where they can stay connected with you mm-hmm. and learn more from you and about you. We are C-A-T-A-N-D-N-A-T, Cat and Nat everywhere. That's catandnat.ca. We are on TikTok. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. We are on YouTube. We have a podcast. Cat and Nat Unfiltered. Anywhere you can listen to a podcast. They're released four days a week. We're literally just Cat and Nat everywhere. Love it. Absolutely love it. I will have all of your direct links in the detailed section so they can just click and connect with you directly. They won't have to search too far. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So for the final segment of the show, kind of like a rapid fire, but just like you guys, I don't like rules. So you can <laughs> answer one yep. word, one sentence. I may ask you to unpack, but it's totally up to you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Love it. All right. If you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say and why? We just had two, one in <laughs> Times Square and one in Dundas. Yes, and Kat's dream was Times Square, and it freaking happened. I put it out to the universe, and it happened, you guys. I literally said, I want a billboard. I don't know why. I just want a billboard in Times Square, and we got it in March. And the billboard is advertising what we do. So that's the best. It was so big. It It was like a a full building. And nobody came to see it of anyone we knew but us. And it was the coldest <laughs> day of the year. It was in March. It was so cold that we were dying, but it was the best. Even downtown Toronto this weekend, I'm like, guys, I'm actually going to be on a billboard in the city, family. Like, literally, I texted everyone that I knew that lived in Toronto or in the GTA. I'm like, you can go see it. Nah, nobody went. That's okay. <laughs> we did. <laughs> we did. You know what? And I don't mean to laugh. I'm, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with no you. Laugh. Because- <laughs> No, because I had the same thing happen to me where in February 2019, I had a billboard in, in Times Square in New York and <gasps> I told, I was telling everybody and I went and nobody saw it but me. So I did like a video in front of it. I took pictures, I posted, but nobody that I knew and I have family in New York. Yeah, <laughs> like, same with that. Nobody. <laughs> no, we're so, the same. No one yeah, really cares. That is so cool. But you know what? You, you have that. You care about yourself and we care about ourselves and we care about you. And now we know. You know what I mean? <laughs> that is so cool. <laughs> yeah. See, how we're more alike than we are different, right? <laughs> I guess so. Wow. Yeah, we really are. <laughs> okay. Uh, name one of the most worthwhile investments that you've ever made. That could be of money, time, energy. Oh, my God. It's a really good question. I think going right. on going on vacations with each other, like we rent houses with our kids and we've done that for so many years and we didn't know that you had to pay tax on it. Anyways, we <laughs> No, we didn't know you had to pay taxes at all. So that was a, that was for some really years. fun years. So um <laughs> but we had a lot of fun and I, I don't regret it. Like we we paid we paid for it a lot, but it was some of the most our kids still talk about it. Like it was in their formative years and it was really really fun yeah and one of the good investments and the the, one of the other things that we put we invest a lot of time into even before we were making any money on it is just is our podcast and we invest the most time not money amount of time no no this one's time and it has turned out to be more than we could have expected 
I love it. I love it. I, I feel like the same with this podcast. I've been doing it for like four and a half years. And every time I think about stopping, one, it's like cathartic for me. Mm-hmm. And then two, you know, you make these amazing connections with people. And then three, hearing the impact and the feedback from other people of how it's affected their lives. Like, totally. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What new belief, behavior, or habit has improved your life in the last five years? Mm-hmm. You know, I have started Mm. reading some books Mm. and I would say that just learning new things from other people, I think is even if it's small things, like little things, like not even big things, I think that can change kind of your life in a lot of ways or the way you parent or the way you think, or I think it's just always good to think about things like 360, never, not, never uh, just one way. Yeah. If that makes sense. And I think that, you know, when I read from other experts or other people, uh, it just, it makes me like excited to learn. I, I like learning. I've decided I like learning, but yeah, I would say just learn from other people, listen to them. There's so much to learn. You, you don't know even someone else's story. Yeah. Everyone's got a story by the way. And yeah. it's juicy. <laughs> I know. I love, I love interviewing people. I've always done that, but I, oh, I've uh, got one more. Kids are always more interesting than adults. If there's oh. a kid's table or an adult table, <laughs> sit at the kid table. Always. Especially, yeah, no, I know. Oh, they have so much to tell you. And for me, I always, I was never alone. I never spent any alone time. Like literally, I never want to spend one minute alone. And I have realized in the past five years that I, like, mm. and it's new for me. I don't think I needed it before, but now I need to be all by myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not for very long, but every day. <laughs> is helpful. And if I don't have that alone time, I'm totally drained at the end of the day. Ah, I love it. Okay. So you're probably, you're probably categorized as a introvert because you need the alone time to, to recharge. I know I or, never or a mom. You know yeah. what I mean? Like or a yeah, mom. Stop talking to me just so I can like in my own head for a minute. Yeah. Like yeah. when me when they've left the nest, she won't be like that. But for now, and apparently they never leave now. So I, mean, I don't know. And mine oh. never stop talking. <laughs> I just said this the other day to my kids. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I can't even point out who's going to leave first. I don't think they're ever going to leave. <laughs> None of them. That's what I've come to realize. None of them are leaving. <laughs> okay. When you feel overwhelmed, unfocused, or uninspired, what do you do? Just leave it. Like, let it be. You know what? We didn't post for a long time on it. Like, a re- we didn't do mom truths for a really long time. And that was our brand. Like, that was what everyone knew us for. And, I think that we just kind of don't force things. We just let it be like, whatever it it will come back or you'll transition or you'll shift or turns out we needed to get to the next phase in motherhood to, to have new content, content to create. But like we took like a year off, Mm -hmm. like a long time. Like we made content, but not that content. So, and then to really get inspired. The two of us, we go to a hotel bar. It's my favorite. In a, like, in a city that's not our own. And my husband thinks that's where you like meet people to hook up with. And I'm like, well, first of all, we've never met anyone to hook up with. But it's like just the uh, it's the best. If you've never been to the hotel bar, go to the hotel. The There's bartenders, the characters, characters, the conversation, everything. Oh, it's my favorite. Love it. I'm definitely going to try that. Go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you could describe yourself in one word, what would that be? Gosh, my husband would say complicated. Um, aren't we all um we're pretty fun yeah we're like we're like that we're the same it's like the same over it's like we're you know connected and great connected and crazy 
Yeah. In a great way. And, 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 and unconventional, unconventional Yeah, and high energy. People always ask, are you guys drunk? Are you on drugs? What are you on? <laughs> How many copies have you had? Zero. Uh, and unpolished. We were on breakfast television. We hosted it the other day and everyone's like, they're so unpolished. And I'm like, thank <laughs> God. I'm like, I can't believe I had a cute outfit, my makeup done no, no. and my Our hair done. And I'm still unpolished. We're unhinged. <laughs> you know, unhinged over here. Two unhinged ladies. I love it. I love, I love the realness. <laughs> okay. Last but not least, when was the last time you cried? Actually, I think I almost cried this weekend when I saw my son crying. Like he, he was so upset. And then I would like, it's often when I see my kids doing something that I'm so proud of that I'm like, Oh my God. Like it, that breaks my, my, that breaks me is when I see them like overcome something or, or when I, I see them hurt, like struggled, like struggling with something. It, It can make me be like, Oh God. But I'm like, this will make you a better person. I didn't cry though, but I, I, I really had to keep it together because he was crying, but he didn't want to cry. You know when they don't want to cry, but they're crying. Yeah. Oh, and you're like, oh my God. Oh, you're so cute. You're so cute. Yeah, I think that really get the things that get our emotions more than anything is re- being really proud or watching them struggle. Whether or when the other team loses and they're crying, that really upsets me too. When I see oh. the little kids cry that they lost a tournament or That's something so and they're like sad. on the gr- ice crying, I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, that upsets me, but it's okay. (laughs) Thank you both for your authenticity, your transparency. Thank you for sharing your time and your gems with us today. Like, I truly appreciate you. And as a fellow mom who is trying to keep my shit together, like if there's any way that I could be of value to anything you're doing or to your community, I would be happy to help. Same, same. Yeah, it was a joy talking to you. You have such lovely energy. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you both. And I totally look forward to staying connected because yes. like I said, I, I'll be we're here. <laughs> yes. Just so you know, while we were doing the podcast, how do we have harmony? I just ordered a lunch because we have another podcast. So I had to make sure lunch was ordered. <laughs> the food is also a very big part of our happiness. Important. Great. I just had to fast test. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I like we didn't have time to go through and look. You know okay, what I mean? I get I it. I get it. Hilarious. I love it. I love it. I love it all. <laughs> and to all of you healers out there, until next time, subscribe on all platforms. Don't forget to rate the show and leave us a review on Apple Podcast. And I want to challenge you to share this episode with five girlfriends. I want oh. you to screenshot this week's episode and you can tag Catnat at Cat. So C-A-T-A-N-D-N-A-T. And you can tag myself at The Real Bikini Smith. And I want to thank each and every one of you that continues to listen each week and help the show to globally rank in the top 1.5%. And I just want to say that a healthy community is a healing community. And a healing community is full of hope because it has seen its own people weather, survive, and thrive. So let's continue to heal her.